Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It's seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. Uh, she is a uh, sometime fill-in guest host here. Uh, she's a, a criminal defense attorney and a damn good one at that. Brian, did you want to tell her about your dog? Oh, I don't. I don't think Jennifer would care too much about my oh, dog. Oh, Brian, but you're so proud of that dog. I am. You told yeah. me about it during the break. Yeah, just, you know, because I knew you were interested. Of course, you're a cat lover, so, you know, what What you don't care about dogs, right? Uh, not not, not a cat lover. Okay. Well, uh, but you go ahead and... and <laughs> Are we really going here? Well, I thought you were so proud of that story. Well, that not you... exactly. No, I just... Never mind. Oh, go ahead. Tell, ask, tell her about what your dog did. <laughs> well, Jennifer, my dog once retrieved a stick from a mile away. See? She's aghast. A mile away? Yeah. I know it wow. sounds far-fetched. Were you on a... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Good one. Now, now everybody gets to know what I have to put up with on a daily basis. <laughs> Far-fetched. Ay, ay, ay. All right, we were talking about the uh, uh, the, the uh, abortifactants, and, and I, I, I'm afraid that um, it, it'll turn into a black market. It'll be even deadlier. I don't like the Food and Drug Administration to begin with. Uh, even though I'm pro-life, I think this is perhaps a step too far. Um, but let's go to the manifesto for the Nashville shooter, because I think... In fact, I am confident, and I read it on the air yesterday. I think we were one of the, the first broadcasts uh, to read that letter, the first page of it, on the air, cleaned it up. Um, but I yeah. believe that it is real. I'm, in fact, I'm confident that it's real. There's police sources confirming the other news outlets that it's authentic. Yeah, why would they and, be trying uh, to find the leak if it weren't authentic? Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. The mayor wants an investigation into how this got out because it endangers the community. How does it endanger the community to look into why this happened? You know, we aren't children, but we do have children and we have a right to know. No, 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 no. You can't be trusted. You you can't be trusted with that information, Jennifer, because you're You're too too stupid. stupid. That's how government thinks. It certainly is, but, you know, while in criminal law, we have more recently, in recent last couple of decades, started taking victims' rights, I put that in air quotes because, you know, it's not in the U.S. Constitution, although it is in the Missouri Constitution, taking the victim's uh, notification into consideration and other things like that, getting them restitution, they don't get to decide whether or not stuff gets released, okay? So just because some of these parents don't want some of this stuff released, that's irrelevant. Uh, there is a public interest in this. And the this crazy killer sent an eerie Facebook or Insta message to her former basketball teammate saying something really bad is going to happen. You'll understand someday I left tons of stuff behind. So while I don't want to glorify these people that do this, it's better to understand them like she was... Wanting to be trans? Was she on a bunch of drugs? No, no, he, he, he. he, he. Well, that you know, this is just so inappropriate. I don't know if I should say this, but like girls usually don't go out and mass shoot people. No, they don't. <laughs> it's, 
Maybe she did have a boy dressed inside of her. I don't know. No, he was born a male. No, he born is... a female, Gary. No. Born Brian, a female. Brian, which one is it? You know, I don't female. care. Girl. I was Are you sure, sure it was? Let me. I'm pretty sure he was born a male, changed his nope. name. No, born Audrey Hale, never officially changed anything, but started using he, him, and going by Aiden. On social media. Okay. All right. So then we got it backwards. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, it, I mean, it, you would assume it would be the other way. It gets confusing. Like, girls don't do this stuff. So I've been wondering, the drug test came back clean, supposedly, but I'm like, what do they all test for? Because that's the problem with tox screens. They only screen for like, I don't know, 10 things or whatever. And what were they looking for? Because what kind of medication were they using in this transition? And did it break the brain of this person? Well, but I think... The weird thing to me is she's anti-white. And going on about these spoiled kids at this fancy school, she's white and went to that exact same school. Well, I think you hit on something here. And Brian and I were chatting about this earlier. I think the the problem with releasing that letter is that it was self-loathing um, because she's she's calling uh, these kids faggots, and uh, yeah. so I Which, I think it's self LGBTQ friendly. No, you know we had those people in the Tennessee Capitol, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, we we love the trans people; they're under attack." Kareem Jean Pierre bringing up, you know, our trans communities under attack. Ah, uh, she was calling these kids. That word for gays and wanting to murder them all. So I think that is pretty anti-LGBTQ. And that, that I think, and that as a trans is the reason I think they wanted to keep this under wraps. I do too. I think it's just not, it doesn't go along with their message and they didn't want any pushback like, oh, well, I think we have a right to know, are there different drugs that people are using in this, these experimental things that can lead to outcomes like this. The public has a right to know that. And also, I think that another big takeaway from this for me is maybe it's time we start stop like allowing it really racist things against white people to be said out loud all the time by whites, by blacks, by whoever. You know, racism is racism. And it's not a good idea to just tolerate one form of racism because then you're devaluing lives of a group of people based on an immutable characteristic and between the attacks on Israel and, you know, all this other stuff, I think it can lead to bad results when it's okay to go ahead and hate people based on the color of their skin, even if you're one of them, too, which is the other strange thing. But Well, it seems to me that if you're a white Christian male, it's been fair game for 30 years. Uh, go ahead and attack them. Nobody will say anything. Uh, it's, it, it, in but fact, they... Social, like, people should be ashamed of saying just viciously racist things based on skin color, regardless of skin color. And I think we need to stop seeing some of these protests around the country and just all this uh, uh, low tolerance of white people. And it, it's okay to trash white people all the time uh, as jokes or whatever else. I mean, I don't think that, I think we need to turn a corner on this because it can lead to crazies getting crazy ideas in their head and acting on them. So are you saying, can't we all just get along? 
<laughs> I don't know if we can all get along all the time, but we can at least be consistent in our dislike of racism in all its forms because people can't choose their skin color and you shouldn't be just trashing a whole group of people based only on their skin color because there are different people within each group and so it's a ridiculous way to uh, assess any individual person. All right. Uh, we're up against the clock again, but we've got a lot of ground here that we are just not going to get to, including uh, Jim Jordan's uh, X thread. We used to call Explosive it tweet. Report, now it's X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Brian has been waiting for this. Uh, Brian, we will get to Harry and oh, Megan. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I've been waiting all day. <laughs> no. We can skip him if you want. No, no, no. no Brian no, would be, uh, do he'd be sullen and, and, and sad all day. Quick break, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Jennifer Bukowski is with us, a criminal defense attorney, and uh, we are uh, just wrapping this up. We've got a couple more stories to cover. Uh, the, well, I'm going to go right to the Jim Jordan uh, tweet, bombshell report on the censorship industrial complex. That, of course, refers to Eisenhower referring to the military industrial complex. Um, they, they really... Uh, they really went to work on uh, the social media, didn't they? Yeah, Gary, you want to talk about election interference. They partnered with Stanford and created this, like, disinformation board or whatever and used it to suppress all kinds of speech for both sides of the political spectrum, but primarily conservative speech leading up to the election. And it's a 104-page report that was released late yesterday, and it is eye-opening and our government has no business in coordinating to censor Americans' political speech like this. And so I'm glad that they're investigating this. And hopefully we can take steps to make sure that this doesn't happen in the future. And actually, Missouri is uh, the lead state on a very important case that's cited in the Supreme Court on this very issue where it was discovered, you know, that Facebook and other social media companies were having to meet with the various federal bureaucracies and take notes and follow their orders about different people that they felt were unsafe this whole time. But this is a more thorough report that has more information in it. And Harmie Dillon, one of my friends, is actually one of the people that got suppressed. Uh, it's uh, The tweets that got her suppressed are ridiculous. Uh, so not dis they were true and not disinformation. Have you talked to her about the Georgia case? No, not yet, but I sh may see her because I'm heading to D.C. tomorrow, first thing, bright and early, uh, for Federalist Society and Reason events. So she might be out there. We'll see. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, her version of, of, what, uh, of what, what, what transpired. Uh, but anyway, we'll save that for another day. Fetterman uh, is accusing... Gavin Newsom of running for president without having the guts to announce it. He's yeah. right. He is right. You know, it's just that when you set such a low bar, Gary, like Fetterman has, <laughs> people are like surprised and impressed when you say something that's actually accurate. And uh, uh, every once in a while he says something and he's nailed this one. Like he's running around, going to China, mowing down kids on the basketball court and so on without having the guts to actually announce that that's what he's doing. But, you know, it's interesting that Axelrod came out and said what he did yesterday after they had their 15-year 
reunion party in Chicago with all 15 year anniversary of winning Barack Obama winning the White House. They had a big party. And after that, Axelrod comes out and says Biden needs to really consider if he wants to run and he probably shouldn't, basically. And uh, that is a signal to all these Democrat leader types to start verbally pushing Joe to bow out, I think. And well, they're, gonna, they're running out of time. Already planning that that'll end up happening. They're running out of time if they, uh, you know, want names on ballots. Um, if they're if they're going to drop them, they're going to drop them relatively soon. My encouragement uh, yesterday, my advice to the Republicans, was to uh, literally taunt Joe Biden. I heard that, and I agree with you. I. Because we want him to be their person, yeah. right? We don't want them to have the benefit of parachuting someone in at the convention that hasn't had to go through the ringer and face criticism. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, here's a new person. We're not tired of them like we are Trump. Let's just vote for them, you know? Yep. Uh, that might be their plan right now is to just parachute someone into the convention who doesn't have to go through the ringer and run and earn vote. Yeah, you don't have the testicular fortitude to run for re-election. I mean, Biden would have to bow out in, like, the next 30 days to even be on ballots and things like that, I, I think. I mean, he might be too late for some of the earliest states already. Yeah, it's got to be, you, you, you lack the testicular fortitude to face Trump again. You know he's better than you. Yeah. Uh, and, and see if they can uh, really Show get his ego. Because yeah. if he drops off, boy, Katie, bar the door. It's going to be an awful, uh, awful race. Uh, well, all right. Like Democrats have failed on their policies with the economy, and that seems to be driving these new polling numbers that are favorable to Republicans. And so I don't know what Democrat can come in and be the face of those policies. Well, we can't wrap this up without talking about Megan and Charles, because uh, Brian and I have been... We've been going back and forth. We knew you were going to talk about this. We we're trying to figure out what was going on. And I mean, every break, I'm out, you know, rush out there to the other studio and find Is out. Is it time yet? Yeah, yeah. Pay attention. Here oh, she good. goes. You know, you guys are, I'm just looking for Harry and Megan's stories now. It's just to <laughs> <appease> you guys. <laughs> but every week there's something. So Harry and Megan are insisting with Charles, the king now, Harry's dad snub them over his 75th birthday party next week. What? Uh, yeah. He so, snubbed them? Uh, I mean, the next yeah. thing you, you're going to tell me is that he's with Camilla Parker Bowles or something. Well, that's who the king is married to. She's the queen of England right now. Oh, she is? Wow. You See, the stuff you, that you learn on the Kerry Nolan show. You haven't been paying attention, Brian. Not very much, no. So he's, they're upset. They've been snubbed. Well, they weren't given... Has two sons. One of them is Harry, who is married to Meghan. And uh, not being a great son, it was a you know, selfish behavior that he's indulged in since meeting Meghan. Before that, he was all right, you know, more or less. He was serving in his country and doing his duty as a royal and all that. But... Uh, now they're they're claiming that oh you're we never got invited to this party and this report that leaks saying that we refused to go is a lie because you're just trying to cover up from your disastrous Kenya trip. So it's more of just slinging arrows and uh, just airing dirty laundry in public and quite frankly tacky. I think of Harry 
uh, and Meghan to be behaving like this. The royals are supposed to be on their best behavior, you know, have the best manners. And uh, Harry's just not that bright, I'm telling you. And uh, I don't think this is going to serve him well in the end. But I think he's not going to be at that party next week. And that's really a shame because what's very clear reading Harry's book, time and time and time again, Charles, no matter how Harry messed up with drugs or walking around naked in a hotel suite in Vegas or anything, always was supportive of his son, always loving, always caring, and doing it the best he could as a dad. And for Harry to be skipping this birthday party, you know, hopefully it'll be more fun without Harry, but it'll be sad for, I'm sure, King Charles and his dad that one of his two sons is not there. Yeah, without him there, the drugs will flow like glue. All right. Uh, finally, this, and you got to do this quickly. Anne Frank's name is being removed from a German daycare center because her name upsets somebody? Yeah. So, in Germany, they're changing the name of it, the Anne Frank daycare center, because they said, well, some of these immigrants might not understand the background, and it might be upsetting. So, it, it's, we're going to have to change it to... Uh, explorers of the world. It's a Bolton Decker. They put that all in one word. Like Germans love to slam five words into one word. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think that it's immigrants that are uncomfortable by this. I think, you know, maybe the Germans don't like having that on their daycare center either. And they're like, oh, well, it's the, the silly immigrants. They have a problem with it. So in the name of diversity, we're going to change it. Give me a dang break. Uh, I think it's really disappointing that uh, you're going to change the name and say that this is the basis for it. I can understand, like, not wanting to always have a daycare center that's named after such a tragic figure in history. But at least admit that if that's why you're changing the name of it. I don't know. There's other ways to have memorials to Anne Frank besides sending kids today to a daycare center. So I can kind of understand changing the name, but... This is not the good time to do that either, with Jews under attack worldwide. Yeah. That's for sure. And who understands that? I certainly don't. All right. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. Always a pleasure, Gary. Have a safe trip tomorrow, and we'll chat with you next week. Sounds good. All right. Jennifer Bukowski on The Gary Nolan Show. All right, so the the University of Missouri has a uh, young Democrat... Uh, Young Democratic Socialists of America group. Um, Who'd have thought that there would be far leftists at the university? Oh, no. Tell me it isn't so. But apparently we do. And uh, they want to make the city a sanctuary for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus people. Well, what does that mean? Um... City Council agenda, they're, they're talking about it. We're going to talk about it, too, because we've got the news god of central Missouri coming on the program in just a few minutes, Brian Houseworth. And I want to find out what's going on with Douglas Park. They're doing some zoning and improvements because apparently we don't spend enough money on parks. We need to do more. Uh, and Brian is upset because... Yeah, we only have like 99 parks, I think. Yeah, you have it's to actually terrible. walk a block and a half to get I to know, one. I know, it's awful. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 1135, and I am so pleased to tell you that we have the news god <laughs> of Zimmer Radio <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Here I am. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Houseworth. Gary, it's a pleasure, buddy. How you how you doing, man, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, what, what, what is this uh, sanctuary LGBTQ thing? What the hell is this? Yeah, this is an interesting issue, and I'll, I'll try to give you the, the Reader's Digest version of this. Uh, and Mike Murphy's also done a really fine job of reporting on it. Um, I'd encourage people to go to our website, 939theeagle.com, and I do have a story up. I'll have an updated one here in about an hour. I've got to get the Blaine Ludkemeyer up interview first. But but basically, this was not a... It was not an action item last night. It was not a vote. It was not even... I shouldn't say well, it wasn't. It was not even introduced. What it was is anyone can sign up to testify, Gary, from the podium. I believe you're allowed to go once a month, and uh, it, it cannot be an issue that's it's already on the agenda. So, for instance, Kathy Dulles last night decided she wanted to talk about challenges with housing, credit, and income. She was given, as I recall, three minutes. Mel Tully wanted to speak for, I believe it was five minutes, about a sanctuary city ordinance saying it's needed to protect the LGBT uh, the community. So he, uh, th- this person did speak last night, Mel Tully, from the podium, um, representing the, as I reported in my, my story, representing, let me make sure I get the title correctly, the Democratic, what's the name of this group? The Democratic Socialists. Um, the Democratic Socialists of America um, is is who this this person represents. They're a student organization. They've been trying to get the the basically the um, dining room staff fifteen dollars an hour, but they want a an agenda, and they've drafted an a, 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 a basically a proposed ordinance. Mike Murphy has outlined it. I have not put the the proposal up on our site, and the reason I haven't is it's it's probably going to get changed. But but I'll just tell you a couple things that that Mike has highlighted. I did in his story, and then I'll tell you one the thing that really stuck out about tonight. Uh, there's a lot of what they say in here. They're very critical of the governor signing the Senate bills 39 and 49 about trans rights, etc. But in this proposal they've put forward, keep in mind, I I definitely don't expect this ordinance to be the one that's that's being proposed, but at least it gives you an idea of what they're calling for. They are saying incidents, Gary, of violence perpetrated against the LGBT community are increasing from bullying in schools, hate crimes, and plotted in committed acts of terror at community events and spaces. I'm reading this in, in its entirety per, verbatim, such as the mass shooting at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando that killed 49 people and the mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs that killed five. It says the city of Columbia, quote, condemns the anti-LGBTQ bills being debated and signed into law in Missouri that target marginalized group, it, groups at the expense of addressing other critical issues in the state, along with the violence members of the community face, end of quote. So Tully last night, again, called on the council to bring forward a, a basically an ordinance. It's, it's called the Sanctuary City Ordinance. Some listeners didn't like me using that term, that, but that's that's what is in, that's on the council agenda. So I'm going to call it what's on the council agenda. Um, and, and whether it's a sanctuary city or not, but that, that is what this group is calling for. Um, and in 
in, I did uh, did talk to Sydney Olson this morning just before I came on with you, and I confirmed, Gary, the legal department and the human resources department have this proposal right now. They are reviewing it. The Human Rights Commission meets tonight. There's a Human Rights Commission here in Columbia. They're going to meet tonight. It is on their agenda, so they will discuss it. I'm not not saying they're going to vote on it, but they certainly certainly discuss it. They may tweak it. They may bring it back for another meeting. But uh, Sydney told me both of these groups um, will bring something back to the council as soon as possible. So I do expect, whether it's in the next council meeting or the one after that, could be in December, um, something will be brought forward to the council, will be introduced, probably no debate at that time, although somebody could speak from the podium. It would be the following meeting where there would be a public hearing and also a discussion, and it could could vote. But I do expect this to to come back basically uh, if, they, if they let me just sure. do this if they pass this mm-hmm. what will happen will will uh there be some new law uh, uh, that that uh, does something to somebody I, you know if i assault somebody whether they're straight or gay trans or not i'm guilty of assault so what is this new law going to do well what they're again this is what they're calling for they are basically saying in their proposal and and you know the the city's probably going to have to tweak this because there's a state law right now on the books two of them technically and they're saying in this proposal that the ordinance would recognize the unconstitutionality and infeasibility of any current or future laws or ordinances regarding, they've got a bunch of things in here, Um, for instance, federal or state laws that would impose a drag show story hour ban, federal or state laws that would impose a bathroom ban. Enforcement of these laws would be on the lowest priority for the Columbia Police Department. The city is almost certainly going to tweak this because there are state laws on on the books right now. Essentially, what the group is calling for is they're saying, at least from the podium, they, they're not trying to skirt the law. And they've sent this to the attorneys. The attorneys are going to have to look at this. But it it appears to me that in what they're proposing, they're essentially saying that these laws should not be necessarily enforced, these laws that are on the books in Missouri. It, it very well could be tied up in court. I mean, there could be a court challenge. I don't know. I, it's hard to say because this is this is a proposal they brought forward. It's not coming from a city council member. And anything that's brought forward inevitably gets tweaked. But really what they're saying is they don't feel safe in Missouri, um, the, the LGBT community, uh, Q, and they, they really feel like the city of Columbia needs to step forward. They also say Kansas City has done this. Lawrence, Kansas has done it. It needs to be done here. And the other thing they say, and I, I throw this out to the listeners, they say the people of Columbia want this ordinance, Gary. So I'll throw that out to our audience. Uh, is this something that you support? Um, they're saying that... Really? You want to ask my audience? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they're not... Now, I put it up on our Facebook page. I've had very few reactions to it. And I think one of the reasons people haven't really weighed in on, on at least on the, the news site, is... I don't have an actual ordinance from the city to put up right now. This is what they've they've brought forward. It's obviously going to be tweaked. All of them that are brought forward are. But that is what they're saying. Um, and uh, and then, you know. All right. Well, we'll have audio, by the way, from Tilly coming up at noon on the newscast.
All right, last thing, and then uh, sure. then we got to move. Uh, council uh, is doing something to Douglas Park. Yeah, Douglas Park is one of the oldest parks in Columbia. Um, it is has been in well on and off for years. There there have been some incidents at the park. Obviously, we've had you know. Had I remember a number of, of crimes that I've I've covered and reported on over the years, the crime I doesn't a lot of it doesn't seem to be taking place. Although we've seen a lot more shots fired and incidents being called at Cosmo called out to police at Cosmo Park, but they do have a lot of aging facilities. The basketball courts there are aging, and the they put forward a proposal the city to basically construct they want to do a skate park there they want to improve the basketball courts the 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 basketball courts and the baskets are going to have to be replaced want to put some led lighting up as well and then the the aging douglas park family aquatic center would be part of this it's a nine hundred ninety five thousand dollar proposal they did include this on on one of the recent park sales tax extensions uh as i recall it was four hundred thousand dollars and it is i'm looking at my notes right now so the voters approved that as four hundred thousand they did get a state grant for $495,000 uh, community revitalization grant. Uh, and then there's still $100,000, and that money will come from Mizzou Sports Properties, which basically handles the broadcast for, for Learfield. They've donated $50,000 in Veterans United Foundation has, has done that as well. Um, there, someone's, they're gonna, there, there's a trademark issue in terms of, of a Mizzou um, Tiger logo. They're working on that right now, according to the packet, because they want to put that, they want to recognize Coach Willie Cox, who was their former director of recruiting for the women's basketball team, and essentially rename the East Court the Coach Willie Cox Court. So this one wasn't as controversial, um, although, you know, it, it's quite a bit of money. It's close to a million dollars. Um, but Again, it was they they used the park sales tax, and then they did get a state grant. Let the state know what they were trying to do there, and the state approved that. So, Gary, that is, and that again is on our website. Um, time frame is a little that gets a little confusing because they're going to try to start some of the work. For instance, at the aquatic center technically last uh, next summer, very late in the season, probably looking at August and then going into early September. And generally the, uh, the pool is closed right after Labor Day and they think it'll all, that'll all be open um, in April. I'm a little unclear on the time frame of the basketball court, but that should go, that should go uh, first. Uh, that's not necessarily seasonal, but that is the work that they're talking about. And, um, and, that, and that one really was not as controversial. The, this stuff about the LGBTQ, I think people will be interested, but we don't have a lot of details yet to report. This one, I have a lot more details on Douglas Park because we had an ordinance to, uh, uh, and it was on the consent agenda, which tells you something, too. All right. Well, you're going to have to keep us surprised, as only you can do, because you are the news god of Zimmer Radio. Gary, I appreciate you, my friend. Godspeed to you, sir. (laughs) Take care. All right, quick break. Another year or two dumb message from the the left on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 10 minutes to noon. Glenn Beck is coming up. Sean Hannity after that. Randy Tobler is is coming up uh, for your ride home. So that's all on the list. In the meantime, uh, Ulysses is on. Ulysses, Ulysses, what is the matter with you? It's like Grant, Ulysses. Uh, welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Uh, thanks for having me. What's up? Well, I wanted to talk about the sanctuary city for the LGBTQ plus uh, 
initiative. Uh, it was a public comment SPC 64-23. And uh, I went to city council yesterday hoping to get some words in. And uh, unfortunately, there was not any time. I guess the next time they bring it up, it's when we can bring it. I am originally from Los Angeles, California. So I saw the changes and trends that uh, deteriorated the city. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it, you know, I think that they should be allowed health care, but not in the sense that they want. I think they should actually make a sanctuary city where um, senior citizens get their health care, their medications paid for, and not have to wonder if they should pay for food or their medication. Along with that, maybe having like... Uh, children with uh, chronic illnesses having their surgeries paid for, their medications to alleviate. Ulysses, who's paying for all this stuff? Who's paying for all this stuff? Well, that's the one thing we got to work out, obviously. If they want to put funds out there, then let's make funds go towards something that's um, a little bit more uh, um, something that people need. You know, uh, to me, a Surgery, a uh, gender surgery is not a necessity. It's not life-threatening. Um, if I wanted to get liposuction or Botox, I have to pay out of pocket. Anything that I change, that's com cosmetic. I feel the same way about the gender issue. They should be allowed uh, psychiatric evaluations and things like that should be able to talk to somebody. But if they are going to make a sanctuary, see, I'm saying if they are, then we should make it to where we focus on our youth who are sick and our citizens who have long, long lived in Columbia and surrounding areas who have invested their life building this community. And that's my thought. Okay. Ulysses, thank you very much for the call. And uh, how long have you been here? I've been here since 2019 and loving it. So when <laughs> they say, uh, where are you from? I say Columbia, not Los Angeles. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, man. Somebody somebody uh, broke broke free from Los Angeles. Wow. You don't uh, see that every day, do you? Well, actually, you do. Uh, increasingly, uh, people are, especially the high earners, they're starting to abandon uh, California in general. Uh, and, and I can't imagine that people would be opposed to paying taxes. Well, nobody's opposed to paying taxes. It's just not confiscatory taxes. That's <laughs> that's where the rub is. Uh, I don't know. I, I've never heard of this uh, congresswoman, but uh, she was on TV. Her name is Jasmine Crockett, and uh, she's from down in Texas. She was on CNN's State of the Union, and she was talking about uh, the, the most recent polling data. <laughs> this is so perfect. She's talking about the most recent polling data uh, that was in the New York Times that appears to be a, a barometer of things to come for uh, President uh, Biden. And one of, the, uh, one of the observations in that polling data indicate that minorities in pretty significant numbers don't want to vote for Joe Biden. And her response to this is that they're being emotional they they're they're just frankly too stupid 
And that's almost exactly what she said. If, if you're black and you're not voting, and this, boy, this doesn't, if this doesn't sound like Biden, if you're black and you're not voting for Biden, it's because you don't understand government. You don't understand civics. Feelings are dictating their reality. And they aren't understanding exactly how any of this works. We've been trying to push back, but we got some very popular African-American artists that are out here saying things like, oh, I got checks when Trump was in office. I want those checks again. Not understanding that they really came from Congress. Well, they got checks when Biden was in. If that was it, they would have been happy with Biden. And the implication that they're going on their feelings, well, that's how most people vote. When, when the economy turns to poo, they're feeling like somebody needs to do something and the administration isn't doing it and they vote based on that. But no, 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 it's, it's wrong and they don't understand. It's just the typical politician answer for, the, you know, for almost every law they write. Black voters are too dumb to understand politics. They just don't get it. I think just the opposite. I think increasingly black voters do get it. More and more of them are realizing that all these social programs haven't made their lives better. And in fact, in many ways, have made them worse. And they're starting to wake up. Now, maybe it's not a majority but it's a significant number. Democrats win by cobbling together disparate groups. The gay community, the black community, this community, that community. And I'm not saying that, that it's wrong. But what I'm telling you is that if 20% of the minorities of the black and Hispanic community are willing to walk away from the Democratic Party, that's a big slice of their support and it makes winning very very challenging and to dismiss it as just you know they're just too stupid they're dumb they don't they don't get it we're doing things here and they they're just they don't because they don't feel good about the economy well a lot of people don't feel good about the economy representative and they don't think the democrats are going to fix it so they're looking in a different direction, and perhaps for the first time. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I, I don't think the Republicans will solve the problems either. But the Democrats are just going to make it worse. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home. <laughs>